sweet roof sweet roof sweet roof sweet roof sweet podcast cast yeah the music interviews the culture roof sweet roof sweet let's get it to it to it and then don't forget all the lovely things we plan to do today yeah the music Podcast, cast, 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 cast. One, two, check, one, two. One, two, check, one, two. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Mr. LP, the Groove Sweet Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Day 14, this is a repurposed one because it's Friday and I'm moving around and shaking, but it's for my CFO Challenge folks. Make sure you go to CFOChallenge.com. Check out all the great content that my brothers and sisters are over there doing. My podcast, Brothers and Sisters, what's up? Hopefully you're doing good, and um, I'm listening to them shows, man. Them shows is great, but here we go with day 14. I did an interview in 2019, January 2019, when DJ Maceo, one-third of the Mighty De La Soul, was here in Jacksonville, Florida, doing a set and I got a chance to do an interview with him on this podcast. So I'm doing a repurpose of it. So we're going to listen to the interview. You're going to enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it. And yeah, I see y'all on day 15. Love y'all so much, man. Roof Sweet, Roof Sweet, Roof Sweet, Roof Sweet, Roof Sweet Podcast. Cast, 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 cast. Without further ado, we're going to bring the guy up, the guy that you wanted to see and um, that brought you here. So he's a Grammy Award winner. So with over 20 million albums, and he's a notable DJ as well as an MC, which I thought was funny because they said MC, and I'm like, I'm glad they said MC on the Without further ado, let's give a round of applause, a loud round of applause for DJ Macy, y'all. Make some noise. It's a, it's surreal. It's very surreal. Um, I'm still chasing the dream. I, I can't. I'm, I mean, I've been a part of hip hop when it was projected to be this or not be. You know, um, it was just really a reprieve from our third world situation as black people. Right. You know, coming up in the '80s and '90s. You know, so for it to turn into like the number one selling music in the world. You know, hip hop created jobs for people who don't even like the music. 
You know? Right, right, right. So, you know, it's still surreal and I'm still, I feel blessed. That's all, I truly feel blessed. All right, sounds good. So, I was reading, um, I'm, a, I'm a hip hop head. So, you started off in Brooklyn, you were born in Brooklyn, correct? And then you moved to Long Island. So, uh, to save time or whatnot, just explain how that transition was. Because you was in Brooklyn when, you know, hip hop was emerging. Yeah. And then you went to Long Island. So, was yeah. it a different transition or how, how, did, how did you bring the elements that you got in Brooklyn to Long Island and then you met Plug One, Plug Two? Well, honestly, um, those were the years I was just harnessing my craft. It was happening around my community, especially in the boroughs. So moving to Long Island, I actually thought I was getting further away from my dream than closer to it. And what was crazy that it all happened when I moved to the suburbs, you know. Um, Prince Paul, who was a part of a group called Stetsasonic at the yes, time. Prince Paul, indeed. Yeah, and he actually is uh, responsible for the, excuse me, the, the discovery of De La So, Yeah, so <clears throat> meeting up with Paul and meeting up with the guys in high school, pretty much summer school, because we all so right after summer school, we would go to my crib and start working on music. But finding out what everybody was into was part of the journey, you know? Because around that time, everybody did, did it all. Graffiti, break dancing, you know, pop locking, rapping, DJing, and then you found out what you really love and you stuck to it, you know? Right. Cool. Well, uh, let's see. We're going to go for, uh, spin faster to Three Feet High Rising, De La So Is Dead. My favorite album from you guys was uh, Stakes Is High. So, anybody remember Stakes Is High? Re yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, so do you feel Rest like, in peace, Jay Dillon. Indeed, indeed. Rest in peace, Jay Dillon. So, do you feel like that album holds importance to uh, hip-hop and what's going on today? Because I felt like when I heard that album in 1996, I was a junior in high school, so I still was trying to figure out like the administrative side of hip hop, you know, because I was just an MC, so I didn't understand all that. But does that album resonate well in this time of the time of day? Um, I've always said um, Sticks is High gave birth to Nas's Hip Hop is Dead. Sticks is High gave birth to Jay Z's Four Four Four. You know. Um, you know, around that time, it was definitely a record for us that was uh, whether we were going to continue in this music game or not, just based on the transitions of the style of music, what was becoming more prevalent than others. It was just completely no balance. And that's exactly what we're dealing with right now. Right. No, no balance, a bit of uh, redundancy, also um, ignorance. All out, you know. Um, but yeah, that was something we stressed then. But at the same time, hip hop is dead to stress that and 444, you know. So I, I'm glad to be a part of that alma mater, yeah. you know, sure. and, and, and still trying to say something with a message and, and balance out this culture. Definitely, definitely. So today uh, is National DJ Day, so make some noise for the DJs in the house. Make some Salute to all the DJs, myself, yeah, all the DJs. my brother, Guru. Yeah, man, yeah, man. So, 
What makes a what makes a DJ? What is your definition of, of, of a good, skillful DJ? Like, what is your definition? Um, one definitely being able to mix two records on beat. That's one, and then um, playing good music, but also playing your vibe. You know, there's one thing to give the people what they need. Well, give them what they want but then give them what they need, which is your element of surprise, your vibe. Yeah, I think you um, should be educated at the same time, you know, when you're playing music. So what's your favorite uh, DJ technique? Is it uh, scratch and mixing? I like it all, man. You like it all? You know, I like it all. I think, you know, I think you're a well-rounded DJ if you can embody it all, you know? And um, it's all a part of it, you know? But I think, you know, nothing is greater or less than the other, you know? Right. All right, so a personal question. So the, the whole Native Tongue movement. Anybody, Native Tongue, make some noise if you know about Native Tongues? Jungle Brothers, Tribe Called Quest, Moni Love, Queen Latifah. Yeah. So explain that energy. Like, how, how was that working with that, that group of people? I couldn't imagine working with all those people. Like, y'all did buddy. We, we was all kids coming up, so. It's, it's amazing to think back now what everybody has, you know, what we were aspiring to be and what we all came became today, you know, especially when I look at Latifah, you know, yeah. the queen is really the queen, you know, sure. not just in music, but in business, you know, um, Moni is doing her thing. She was able to sustain still being here in America, right. coming right. from England, you know. You know, and us in jungle and tribe, we still do music. We produce music. We travel. We tour. You know, we can really celebrate 30 years of three feet along with Public Enemy and Wu Tang. So yeah, because they're doing they're, they're 30 years as well. Public yeah, Enemy and 25. Yeah, for nation, nation a million, takes the nation a million to hold us back. Right. And Wu Tang's uh, 36 Chambers 25th anniversary. Right. And what I'm loving about that tour, it's the last of the groups, man. It's not really many groups. Yeah, hip hop. That was that was my uh, my next question actually because they going on y'all going on tour in the UK. Yeah. So I just wanted to know what was the expectation that that you have in regards to is it is it whether it's an expectation to the consumers to yourself to all that. Um, I'm excited to be around everybody. There's a camaraderie amongst us, especially in that era. So I'm excited just to get on tour. And, See everybody every day backstage, smoke weed with Ghostface Killer, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm bugging out with flavor, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, you know, PEs like uncles. They're like right. not even really big brothers, they're more like uncles to us. So I'm waiting to really kick it with everybody. Yeah, man, I, I feel like that's gonna be, I know that's gonna be a crazy tour, so good luck with that, man, and uh, we'll be supporting you. So, uh, music wise, so you know what, let me go into this section right here. So on Bruce Sweet Podcast, if you have not heard it, we have two sections where we do, one is called What's Good in Duval, and then the second one is What's Your Groove? So what's your groove, uh, what's good in Duval? So what's good in Jacksonville, basically? Like you tell me something that, while you're here, what you like to do, what you, you know, what, just tell me anything good about it. <laughs> outside of Troy Mendel, outside of So, uh, but we're gonna do first, what's your groove? So what's your groove segment is basically, you tell us what we should be listening to, what you love, uh, what you like to do while you DJ, whatever the case may be. So, what's your groove? My groove, my groove in particular is funk and soul. 
old school funk and soul. I think you gotta know where it's coming from to know where it's going. You know, correct. Yeah. And all that music back then just felt really good because it came from a a real genuine place, which is people's heart and soul. There was no, right, right. there was no thinking about a chorus, a hit record, or none of that. Charts. It was just all about making great music and having chemistry with the people in the room that you were making music with. So funk and soul is definitely something that sits there to my groove. Okay. And we're gonna hear some of that, that funk and that groove tonight. Yeah, right? absolutely. Make some noise if y'all ready to hear some funk. So my, mom was so, my mom's is responsible for that. Word up, bro. <laughs> Alright, so the next thing is uh, what's good in Duval, aka what's good in Jacksonville, Florida. So <laughs> when you come here, like you know, when you when you're here, can you name one thing that you like, the restaurant, the food, the people, or you know, anybody particular? I've been coming to Jacksonville since 1991. Well, you, I'm sure you have a list of things that you can tell me. <laughs> and um, the one thing that come up very consistent are the attractive women in Jacksonville. Round of applause for all the beautiful ladies in the house. The beautiful ladies from Jacksonville. They shame the clap, but they um, right now. But um. Come to find out, a lot of them grew up eating possum out here. You know what I mean? I was, <laughs> that was weird. That was weird to me. That was weird. That was weird. Okay. okay. That was weird. So I got to be careful with a possum suit. You know what I mean? That was weird. Oh, hilarious, man. Hilarious. All right. So uh, one last one last question. Um, I saw online. It was a picture of a. Uh, uh, you and Mac Miller in the studio and yeah, yeah. So uh, I want to say rest in peace to Mac Miller. His yeah. birthday was yesterday, so yeah, right. applause. Rest in peace with Mac Miller. Rest in peace, Mac. Yeah. Right. So what was what, what were you doing? Were you working with him or just listening to tracks? How, uh, how did that go? Um, what's crazy is that was the first day I met him. Uh, we were both in uh, Los Angeles working at a uh, Ski TV. Ski has a big production place. And um, he happened to be upstairs where all the the um, audio and visual media stuff was at. And doing the interview with Ski, I was in the studio, Ski's main studio. And somebody came downstairs and said, Mac Muller's doing an interview with Ski. And he brought up Daylight, Native Tongue, what he grew up on. So I rushed up there to hear the rest of the interview. And I walked in, and he and I clicked from right from, right from the door. And then that night we made a song and we've been in touch heavily since then, you know, and then he passed and uh, Raekwon turned around and turned around and did a song together. Nice. Mac just been, you know, he definitely been, um, you know, one of the ones that had carried the torch as far as real lyricism, you know, recognizing the past, paying a lot of homage to the past. and. Um, doing a good job of introducing it to the audience today, you know. But it's just definitely sad that, you know, this generation is heavily into narcotics and shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for real. Yeah. Definitely. All right, so uh, I said this is my last question, but this it's cool. this is my last question, it's cool. personally. Favorite De La Soul song and why? That's like saying, what's your favorite child? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> That's why I asked the question. Make it tough for you, sir. Uh, I mean, they all kind of... Hold a special thing. Um, I mean, they all have a special moment. If anything, I guess 
I guess out of the ones I played the most would probably be Ego Tripping. I played the most, you know. Um, Balloon Mind State happened to be one of the albums I think was very dear to us as a group, but it didn't even do well. It didn't even sell much. It was great though. But that was one of the, that was one of the records we could truly say we were all individually confident as producers. Like we didn't really lean on each other or we didn't really lean on Paul. Everybody brought what they had to the table. Correct. You know, so it was like one of the most confident produced records, you know. But it didn't sell shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Understood. But it was still a great album and it was a great moment in hip hop. So we want to uh, thank you for that. Appreciate it. All right, that's my, my time on the Groove Sweet Podcast. Let's give a round of applause for DJ Love. Respect, y'all. Just everybody have a good time tonight, man. You know, I just like for people to dance and party. Ain't nothing really extra sexy about what I'm doing here. But I do play music that make people want to make babies. So make sure, make sure. Who you dance with, that's who you want to be with. Yeah. <laughs> well, might, be some, might be a lot of court cases. So. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> One more time, everybody, for DJ Maceo. Peace. <laughs> the Groove Suite Podcast has been brought to you by Mr. Penis's Neighborhood and the Groove Suite. Make sure you stay in tune with us on our socials, on Instagram and Twitter, at The Groove Suite, and on Facebook, The Groove Suite Podcast. If you want to email us some music, tell us that you like us, email us at GrooveSweetJacks at gmail.com. New things, new things, new things. New vibe, new soul, all that. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who supports us, rock with us, and vibe with us. The Groove Suite.